This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Greetings, my friends. You are listening to the Canned Air podcast. Yes, at podcast providers near you and far away. After all, it is the internet. So just listen and join us next week for another Canned Air podcast. I know the shadow will. <laughs> As will the brain. Yes. everyone and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today to talk about his Kickstarter running until June 14th for Quetzalcoatl Volume 1. We welcome writer and producer Mickey Martinez to the show. Mickey, thank you so much for being here, man. Hi, thanks for having me. We're going to have a good uh, time today. Very excited for this uh, retro. We're going to be talking about deities from throughout pop culture. Uh, and this could go many different <laughs> ways, maybe. I, I went down I definitely think it's Or a few different ways, yeah, <laughs> I think. But I think uh, all avenues are going to end at uh, end with fun, hopefully. <laughs> and then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Mickey to talk more about the Kickstarter. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you go to CandairPodcast.com, many things on there you can do including hit that merch tab get t-shirts mugs stickers etc and uh, hit the patreon button where you can become a patron for five to ten dollars a month get access to a whole plethora catalog that's just waiting on you people so much content so much content and more to come uh so uh you know if you want to support the show get some bang for your buck that's where you're going to do it and if you want to support us but don't have the financial means just give us a rating in your podcast player of choice because that helps a ton too randy what's next go to evergreenpodcast.com check out all the great shows check us out and yeah show the love there it is all right let's kick it off with this week's retro round table and here we go <laughs> All right, deities from throughout pop culture. Jack, why don't you kick us off? I knew I was going to go first. I went first last time. All right. Oh so. Jesus, Randy, kick us off. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I've already got it. Jack's already, already bitching. Here okay. we go. So mine is often popular now, I guess, but it wasn't quite as popular when I first came across this deity name, which is Loki. <laughs> but only because from the movie The Mask. The mask. Mask. Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah, because that was the mask. Those, those Loki Loki's mask. Found. Yeah. Oh. What? Yeah. You yeah. know that? No. Uh, yeah, because that's when you, I mean, that's where I learned that he was the god of mischief. Thus, why when he put the mask on, he was a, a pain in the ass to deal with, basically. And no stuff. shit. <laughs> I didn't realize that. No, yeah. is that canon to like the mask, like the comics and stuff that inspired the movie? Probably, yeah. Because that, mo- that comic was dark, man. Was like, it? Oh, yeah. The mask comic was like 
they were, uh, I've got some of them somewhere, like showing how the mask was made was like people being slaughtered and sacrificed on top of this thing. Like, Jesus. Oh, it was, it was some dark shit. Yeah. They definitely, cause I mean, that's Norse mythology. So those, that Norse mythology is so out there. It's not even funny of how stuff came to be and stuff. So I've always wanted to read the mask comics, like the full thing or get, maybe I'll look on YouTube. Maybe there's someone that's already read it and just give me the cliff notes version of it. But, uh, yeah, from what I've heard, the Jim Carrey one is very much, uh, Obviously not nearly as dark. It's made to be more comedic. I don't know what. What the about the mask two with Jamie Kennedy? No. <laughs> Wasn't that the son of son mask? of the mask? Uh, Jamie Kennedy's Jamie Kennedy's in the mask too. Uh, he was I, in one of them because he wore it for. That's a, crazy. A minute. Yeah. I think so. I think I think I'd want to watch that's his that. Name, right? He's a, At least know. I'd want to check it out. <laughs> no, you don't want to watch I'm it. Pretty sure it's Jamie <laughs> Kennedy. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right, but I've got to double check now. But then, yeah, there was also Son of the Mask, which oh, was okay. the baby. Yeah, which well, that was just even. <laughs> which is the one that had the dog that put the mask on? That was in the original. That right? was in the original. I think yeah, they okay. did it, it in all of them. They, I oh, think okay. they did. Yeah, because I think the mask jumped around all over the place in the Son of the Mask. Yeah, it was Jamie Ken- okay. Kennedy in Son of Mask. Oh, but that's son. but okay. that says Mask too. I mean, are aren't they the same thing? Maybe it is Mask 2, the son of Mask. I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, because Jamie Kennedy's standing there with son of Mask. Yeah, it looks horrible. <laughs> it looks horrible. <laughs> Who's that standing there with him? Is that, that's not Taya Leone, is it? Trailer Howard. Oh, okay. Um, but they have a similar look to him. She was the one. Do you remember that show? Um, the Naked Truth. She oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. She was in Beethoven, too, wasn't she? Oh. No, I think she, she was in the... Remember that show Boston Common? Yes. Never it watched like it. But NBC I, no. show that was on for like a season or two. Mm-hmm. I think she was like the love interest in that. Hmm. I think. Boy, okay. We're going down a rabbit hole <laughs> time. <laughs> so Jamie Kennedy is our deity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's Perfect. jump over to uh, Mickey, man. Deity. I think I'm going to choose because of the like recent surge in popularity polarity and because of like how obsessed i used to be with this as a kid i'm gonna choose Khonshu, the moon the moon god from moon knight yeah oh okay or the egyptian god of the moon he was so creepy I'm gonna choose shit Khonshu. in that series he's, wasn't he? he yeah it's he's so cr- creepy um i think the the voice really fit him in the series i loved the uh, voice and it was so deep and powerful yeah it was so good and uh the actor said he wants to come back and do more like the voice actor do you know who it was I don't know who it was. I just remember reading that he wanted to come back and do more. <laughs> it's like one of those titles. It's like uh, Moon God voice actor wants to come back and do more. I did it. You know, name. I know I was um, <laughs> creeped out at seeing Conchu at first, but once you finally see him, then after that, he was just just well, a floating skull it, yeah. on a body. Yeah. He wasn't so Yeah, I like scary. the little hairs that come off of him. Like, like yeah. yeah. Like the decomposed hairs that are hanging off. It was, it was interesting. It took me a while to wonder what I was looking at. If that was indeed hair, if it was just like the slightest of uh, like webbing or something, like the last remains of his body connected his head, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think yeah. It, was just, it was just that dangling hair on that floating. Or just wires. <laughs> Sorry, right. Bad practical <laughs> effects. And... <laughs> he was cool though. Yeah, he was. But yeah, when you first started yeah. seeing him around and he was uh, doing all the lighting shit in the hallway and like kind of yeah. vamping up the hall. Like, yeah. That was so creepy. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was attack. great. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, Randy, why don't you go next? 
So uh, my first pick, uh, I was always a huge South Park fan. Growing, well, not growing up, but I really got into it uh, right around the, the 13th, 14th season. Like started going through and like rewatching everything I had missed up to that point. And then the big thing around that time, uh, around season 14, was episode 200. Uh, they were going to do this big, huge, uh, just soiree, soiree taking all like the uh, all the actors they had uh, made fun of and like bring them all together. So part of that whole scenario was Tom Cruise was got, got sick of getting made fun of, so he was going to take Muhammad's power, quote unquote, so that nobody could make fun of him. And it the whole plot revolved around that, but because of their portrayal of Mohammed and everything, uh, Comedy Central, everybody got like death threats. They ended up pulling uh, episodes 200 and 201 to the and censoring them to the point that you cannot watch them on any streaming service anymore. The only way you can physically see these episodes is uh, actually owning the DVD of it. I didn't know they got rid of them like that. Yeah, they like pulled it. So they aired episode 200. Like one week, and then didn't they show him just like real quick at the very end or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it was, was like this build yeah. Up yeah, that he was gonna show up and stuff, and then at the end he did for like a second. And then because <laughs> of the backlash, they like completely like censored two hundred one to the point where it was like beeping and like sensor sensor boxes and everything like that. Mm. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Wow, it was such a good episode too. I'm um, they had like Mecca Barbra Streisand and just it was. <laughs> Yeah, they found out Cartman was half ginger. It was it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember South Park's uh, their portrayal of God was like a half rat, half hippopotamus kind of oh, thing. Yeah, 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 I saw that. They had yeah. a hippo's head and a hairy body and like cat arms, and <laughs> <laughs> it looked crazy. <laughs> Anything but they it, could to make people mad, and it talked real, real soothing. Yeah, <laughs> of course <laughs> he does. But of all the controversies and everything, that's those are the. Two episodes that you cannot see. <laughs> Such a good show, though. I remember, man. I've been on. I've been watching that show since it started. I was in uh, high school when it first started coming out, and how different it is now mm. is just baffling, but different in a good way. I don't think it could have survived if it just stuck to that original. No, it, mm. you know, it, it has to be keeping that, up with current events and stuff is where. Yeah, they, like they got it. Social satire out the ass. Yep. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so good, so needed. Yes. All right. I think I'm going to mention uh, from an episode of Futurama. Uh, are you familiar with Futurama, Mickey? Yeah. Okay. So there was an episode where they're in space and uh, Bender, I think, was in one of the torpedo tubes or something, like napping or can't remember what, but they accidentally <laughs> shot him into space. And, you know, it's just perpetual motion. He's just going to keep flying in that direction yeah. for all of time until something... He stops him, you know? <laughs> I know where you're going. So he's just <laughs> floating along for the longest time, and he starts noticing the spot on his stomach yeah. that starts growing, but it ends up being a tiny civilization. Right. Like he is now the Earth, a planet. He's the planet there. To this on. little civilization <laughs> on his belly. And things eventually go wrong, and uh, they all die off. And later in the episode, he's floating through space just... You know, and it just still, and he sees a like a gaseous kind of like collection of stars and clouds that are uh, blinking, and he goes, "I recognize that. It's it's binary." And so he goes over there and he starts talking to this thing and realizing it's God, and having this pretty cool conversation with him. But it, uh, 
Bender's like, you know, I, I was God once and didn't work out. <laughs> and God was like, yeah, I, I saw that. He goes, you know, no matter what I did, you know, if I, I tried to be there too much, things went wrong. If I wasn't there enough, they accused me of abandoning them. You know, I could never get it right. And God had said something. What was it? He goes, when you do things right, people won't be sure that you did anything at all. And um, the episode keeps going. And eventually their conversation wraps up and he says, Bender's like, well, I suppose you can't help me get back to Earth, can you? So he just kind of grabs him and flings him. And next thing you know, he's coming into Earth's atmosphere and right in front of Fry and Leela. And on that episode, they were like had been going to help out some monks or something that were in danger. I can't remember. It's been I so can't remember fucking that part. long. I remember him flying through space, though. But I felt like Bender was yeah. indifferent to the whole thing. But after he came back, uh, Leela and Fry are like, yeah, we can't save them. They're on their own. And Bender's like, what are you talking about? He's like, we've got to go help the monks. He's like, trust me, I just got done talking to God. He isn't going to do shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we've got to go save these monks. He's like, follow me, I'll do it. And then like, as he's leading them to go help these people, it zooms back out to God right before the episode ends and says, once again, when you do things right, people won't be sure you did anything at all. So <laughs> it was really cool how, you know, the whole... Uh, message of how God's will works through individuals and whatnot. You know what I mean? Does this yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I think that yeah. uh, episode ended up winning some Emmys too, if I remember correctly. So it makes you think a little bit, but then at the end, it's exactly what it was said. Well, but no, I mean, even after having that conversation with God, Bender thinking he isn't going to do shit, I've got to do it. But his wanting to do it is be, yeah, God's right. will. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's it's a cool uh, circular. How to, uh, it's kind of like that whole series. It just can play on repeat. Well, mm. now when these new seasons come out, they're going to kind of undo what that last episode did for the whole series. Did you guys see it? Mm-mm. Yes, I, it, it was Fry I and remember. Leela got stuck. They froze time, and they were stuck just with like the whole world frozen around them. And they just went and did anything they wanted until they grew old. They grew elderly together. And uh, the only way to break this time loop or something was to start the whole thing over. Mm. So at the end of the very last episode, they break this machine or they go into a tube saying, let's go on this ride again. And where the last episode ends would then chronologically be where the, start where the first episode, episode one came. starts. Ah. So it's just an endless loop kind of a thing. And I, this new season, new seasons that are coming to Hulu are gonna undo that right. i think you know there'll be something that will make sense to why it yeah. i'm not bitching trust me i want more episodes <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i miss now the coming back i miss Futurama. I, I i have the same thing as you where i was like oh it was so perfect but i want more <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know we're getting it we're going to be getting it but i just i've i've always loved the way that series ended so much that even though i am so stoked to get more episodes I hate how that's kind of undoing that. Unless they've Dude, cleverly written around it somehow. Well, like Jack said, they probably took that into account. There's got to be uh, some yeah. way that it popped in or something. Like something changes so it didn't end up flipping around this next time and it kept going. Do you know when? I don't know when they're supposed to drop, but I would imagine here uh, probably, I would probably say at the end of summer, right? No? Yeah, I just think it'll guessing. be next year since they just announced it a couple months ago. Like the beginning of the year, I think it was. 
Yeah, but they knew longer than that. We was talking well, to some of those yeah. people, and they're like, "Yeah, gee, I wish it would." Like, <laughs> thanks, Maurice. Yeah, Maurice Marshall's like, <laughs> "Yeah, right. if only we could get it back." Then a day later, after we talked to him, it's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh yeah, he's already signed off." Like, he probably even said something about, "Yeah, I can't talk about it," or "I got something." Shit, that... Billy West had to know when I talked to him. That yeah. wasn't what. Oh yeah, that wasn't Seriously. like a, that was like a month before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those dudes knew. These guys <laughs> keeping stuff from us. Like, we're gonna tell people. Well, I, I think they'd rather not risk thousands of dollar lawsuit just to impress some podcasters. But, you know, I get it. But at the same time. <laughs> well, thanks, Jack. That's why we love you. you. I'd trust you guys not to say nothing. Well, you know us, though. <laughs> <laughs> and now joining us in the episode here, just in time, too, as it was, it's going to be her turn, turn yeah. for the retro <laughs> roundtable. We have artist Anna Maria Richardson. Anna, thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. And like I said, you're coming in at the perfect spot. We've been going around the table talking about deities from throughout pop culture. Do you have one you'd like to add to the list? Well, I have been studying for the past couple of years a lot of African mythology, West, Central, uh, Southern, Northern. I'm definitely infatuated with the Orishas of West African mythology. Really enjoying specifically uh Yamoya or Yamoja or Yamoja. She has a lot of symbolism within South America, but also within the African diaspora as a whole as this mermaid deity. And Ooh. I love mermaids. So I love Yamoya. <laughs> wow, mermaid deity. I just got to look her up. Has yeah. she had That's any so cool. portrayals in any type of uh, pop, pop culture or anything like that? Do you know? She's actually in, um, I don't know if it's the channel named Stars, but American Gods. She has a okay. character on there. I forget the actress's yeah. name. Beautiful portrayal of her. Loved Yamaya. Such a gorgeous character. Like the shimmering eyes and the glowing effect. It was just like, yes. And I discovered that show after I started getting into my research and stuff. So I was like, this is what I need. I need these portrayals. This is also hmm. when you watch something and you're familiar with something that just shows up out of nowhere. It's like it was meant to be. Yeah, you feel right, like the exactly. head of the class. Like, oh, oh, yeah, I know, I know who that is. <laughs> it's like that Leo DiCaprio meme where you you point and you're like, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think a lot of us are familiar with African myths, even if we don't know we are, because Tolkien took a lot from African lore to build Middle Earth. Really? Is that really? right? That. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of uh, a lot of Tolkien, like a lot of the Cimmerillion, is like sort of it's, it's based but also it's sort of more inspired off of like different myth like african myths i mean it makes sense you could, you could draw lines between names and stuff it's really cool yeah wow. a very popular one that i see all the time is the story of anansi the spider god from a lot of pretty much various african mythologies so it, that's a big one too that's interesting as hell i never knew that mm -hmm. check that out we're learning shit, boys. Oh, yeah. How about that? <laughs> awesome. We're getting educated. <laughs> Edumacated. Loki was in the mask. <laughs> Tolkien took from African mythology. I didn't know that one. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give one more pick here, and then I have a question for all of you. Uh, Bruce Almighty, Morgan Freeman, portrayed God. He's mm -hmm. on my list, yep. And I was going to say, who better? Yeah. Yeah. Who else would you, when you get to the afterlife, like to see greeting you other than Morgan Freeman? <laughs> well, one of the only c celebrities, too, that, you know, could come off as not being a pretentious asshole like, hey, I'm God, 
I'm God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to I heaven. love that. When that when that was revealed in the movie, it was one of my favorite parts because it's like, of course, he's got a mellow voice. He's very mm-hmm. kind and warm, and his smile is just so easy and just like yep. it's like coming home kind of thing, like southern yeah. porch and like a nice warm day. It's like just right there walking in the chair, just like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what other actors? Is there anyone else who could hold a candle? Uh, uh, Val, Val Kilmer and Prince of Egypt. Oh, he played God? It's, it's just the voice, but yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> he played Moses and he played God. Wow. I, I feel Which like is Ma- strange. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I feel God. like Mickey Rooney could have gotten away with it. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Chillikers, I'm God. <laughs> okay, so what are some actors that you would never want to get to the afterlife and see as God? Jack Black. Oh my God. <laughs> you went to that so fast. <laughs> he just had it. I don't know. Actually, it could be a hell of a time, but at the same time, I, I don't know. <laughs> Anthony a lot of Hopkins. All the time. I'd be deathly afraid of Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I, I was going to say, well, that's the point. The one, the person you don't want to <laughs> see up there who's God. How about that dude from uh, No Country for Old Men with the bull haircut as the nail gun? I know who you're talking about. I've oh never my seen yet, god! Heavy air or something like that. <laughs> Have you ever yeah, heard of yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Um, uh, what's his name from When Harry Met Sally? Billy Crystal. <laughs> Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> I'd, I'd be nervous. I'd be, I'd be a little. Uh, I'd be a little on edge. <laughs> I'd be afraid if he would annoy me out of hell because yeah, he's hilarious. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like what was it like? Annoying. What was it like hosting the Oscars? Yeah. I'm not really Billy Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm God, I just look like Billy Crystal. You so when Harry met Sally, mom from the train, <laughs> when you did City Slickers again, <laughs> it's got to be Hulk Hogan. Is this really the meaning of life? Your finger. <laughs> <laughs> got to be Hulk Hogan for me. Like, listen here, brother. You don't belong here. You're going down below, man. Uh, <laughs> I think if you get to the pearly gates and you see Hulk Hogan there to welcome you, you would know pretty quick that things aren't what they say. Right? <laughs> I've been lied to my this, whole life. This isn't heaven. It just is starting to kind of look like this it. This is but... the afterlife with all the Hulkamaniacs running wild. Oh, God. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Matt Damon probably already thinks he is a god. Oh my Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. <laughs> what about you, Anna? Who do you not want to see when you get to heaven as God? This is a strange one. Okay, no, it's not a strange one. What sucks is right now I'm trying my hardest. I've been trying my hardest to remember his name. I'm mad it flew out of my brain. <laughs> but he recently played and he has always played um uh the Green Goblin Spider-Man. Oh, oh, Will- oh, Will- oh. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm sorry. But especially with the smile, too. Oh, so yeah. So perfectly yeah. done. I would be like, ooh, are you sure you're God? Yeah, that right might place. be a little off-putting. I'm somewhat yeah. of God myself. <laughs> well, I've got a good one that would be off-putting for God. Is I can't I can't think of her name right now, but I'm sure you guys will know. Amy Poehler. No, that's <laughs> yours. I <know. laughs> She's a, a rapper, and she does the rolls her R's a lot. Cardi B. Yes, Cardi B. Oh, God. Walking in and seeing her is no. I'd turn right and around and walk out. You'd know you were in that hell. That sounds like man. fun. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, instead of corona, coronavirus, it's a biblical apocalypse. Or... 
singing WAP on the, all over the place in heaven. I don't that know. was was that Cardi B? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about Christoph Waltz? Who's that? Uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards. That's scary. Django Unchained. Django Unchained. I still haven't seen that. Get yeah. out of here, man. <laughs> I've, I started watching it and fell asleep one night because it was so late when I started watching it. I'm trying to think who would be perfect in my... I mean, Morgan Freeman is perfect, but other... Keanu Reeves. <laughs> That's wholesome. I'm gone. There you go. There you go. That's pretty wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks or yeah, okay. yeah. Denzel Washington yeah. are probably my... Uh, that wouldn't be too bad. I'd say Christoph Waltz, too, but it depends which Christoph Waltz. If it's from Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> hell no. It's for, If it's from Django, any day of the week. <laughs> he's, he's just that good of an actor, though. He's so diverse, you know? Idris Elba. It'd be cool to see him. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. I think Entertainment Weekly called him God, didn't they? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I don't remember. But All right. Any more uh, deity conversations before we move on? I got one. Okay. It was so fun, but there's no way that it could be happening. It's from a uh, Toy Story, with the little aliens in the claw game. <laughs> the claw I thought you were gonna say Andy. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> the claw. I, I like us? what Mickey said though. That in their world, Andy would be God, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, I thought I thought that's where he was going. <laughs> It'd be a more interesting uh, reality than having a claw just oversee. It was every so often grab one chosen one and drop them away. <laughs> Man, you, you could go into so much like comparison between like Andy and Sid, like being right next to each other, heaven, hell. Like there's a whole oh, deep yeah, dive there. Definitely. That's true. That's where I hope this whole conversation would go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we're teetering too close to the edge of something actually heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I liked all those picks. That turned out an interesting conversation yeah, for sure. <laughs> I thought, man, this can go wrong in so many ways. It tried to, but we didn't let yeah. it. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> all right. We're going to jump to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Mickey and Anna about Quetzalcoatl Volume 1. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back from commercial break, and again, joined by Mickey and Anna from the uh, Kickstarter for Quetzalcoatl Volume 1. Guys, once again, thank you so much for being here. It's awesome to have you. Thanks for having us. Well, before we get started talking about this Kickstarter, let's just find out a little bit about you guys. Uh, Starting with, let's start with Anna. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am a Texas native, mother of four. I'm currently residing in Maryland. I've been living here for the past 15 years. And uh, all my life, I have been drawing, drawing comics especially. Started off uh, reading what I didn't know at the time, comics. My dad was a huge Batman fan, Superman fan, (laughs) OG classic works, bless you. And uh, (laughs) my mother loved uh, animated movies, and so we kind of fell into this mix of uh, anime and comics. No, I had no idea the terminologies at the time. I was just drawing everything and just eating it up, spitting it out (laughs) as a kid. And I've, yeah, just been working on comics for the past, 
officially the past seven years, but I like to say 20 something years because I've been doing it since I was nine, like actually making little comic books right. mm-hmm. sequences. Yeah, yeah. Very good. And Mickey, how about you? I'm also from Texas, but we, we didn't meet in Texas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I lived in New York until I was like 12, moved to Texas, uh, went to college for like video production, uh, broadcasts and stuff. And then uh, I got married and moved to LA where I, I'm more into uh, feature film production and writing. Nice. And so I've been, that's usually, that's where I've made sort of more, I've worked there more as I've been here. I've been here since like 2015. And then so I, 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 I write a lot. And then so I started writing comics and I started, I saw comics as a way to like, oh, this is a way to, to, to make something that is, that you don't have to spend eight million dollars on or something you know what i mean right <laughs> it's like it's like you can you can actually put together a, a story and you have a sort of you have a sort of a pathway to get it made right. so i thought that was really cool um I, I don't draw the closest i came to drawing was when i would trace coloring books and i'd show my mom i'd be look what i drew and she'd be like no you did not you did not <laughs> <laughs> you little liar <laughs> uh so i i i can't draw at all but i can i I, I think I can put together an emotional story. And I think that's, that's where I've, I've sort of made my little home. Right. You could probably be an inker. That's basically a tracer. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> there it was. That's what I think you Perfect. were fishing for. <laughs> so tell us about the book guys. And uh, like, how did you guys come together? How long have you guys been working on this project? Well, the the book I was I always do this little pitch. I think I put it on the Kickstarter too, where it's a it's a modern graphic novel about heritage, family, and a big effing feathered snake. <laughs> I love that tagline. <laughs> Looks cool too. Uh, so it's uh, my I have a co-writer, and basically we uh, his name is Sam Jimenez. Basically, we we got together and we thought there there has to be a way to put together uh, sort of an emotional story about taking Mayan and Aztec and like Mesoamerican mythology and making it more modern. Cause there are, there are, there are really good comics out there, but they're like, they take place in the past and I wanted this mm-hmm. to take place more in the present. Sure. And I remember uh, walking out of black Panther and being, and both of us were like, like this, like, like it, like the, the idea of sort of this modern, modern like myths and sort of retelling them a little bit. And so sort of the idea, the idea, the engine of the series is taking these stories, these, these ancient myths and uh, giving them a, a little modern spin and either retelling them or like having a, a sequel to them. So, so sometimes you retell stories of different gods. There's a, a very particular story about a two mountain foundment, uh, mountain foundations like two mountain formations there you go two mountain <laughs> formations in mexico and how they look like a couple laying next to each other and people oh, have wow. made stories about it about how they're in love and it was forbidden love and then they died together and then they're uh, they grew into mountains that don't touch hmm. and so wow. we we have like uh an arc about this about this idea and sort of retelling it but um having it be like a sequel to the original myth Okay. And so we have a bunch of different stories like that sort of lined up. And uh, we, we, we met Anna because we were looking for something. We were looking for a very, very specific 
art style and like take on life and take on mythology and um we we didn't really we didn't really know what we were looking for until we see it until we saw it mm-hmm. so we were just sending each other back and forth like oh i found this person we would literally like like search the bowels of instagram <laughs> 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 and like fiverr and try to find like artists with like voices in their art and like something very very specific mm-hmm. um and then uh and anna was one of the people we t- we we talked to originally and we were like oh she like she's amazing and she has things to say like she has takes on things and that's wow. mostly what we wanted we didn't want someone who we would just pay and they would give us art we still pay her but um <laughs> we, wanted to, we wanted someone who uh we could send scripts to and then she'd have thoughts about them and like talk to us about it and like can enhance what we have on what we have on this little script page more of right. an open dialogue between creators yeah. and artists so in a yeah. way, Anna kind of won your version of like a American Idol for artists, like <laughs> all the people that you like were looking through. That's awesome. I love the story of hearing how these uh, people, you know, people like yourselves, uh, creative types that come together to make projects like this, how you guys meet. It's always so interesting. It was uh, surprising for me because uh, I was in my own little corner of the Internet trying to figure out how social media works. How do I get people <laughs> to see my little art in this little corner over here? Let me know and when you I, figure that out. Because <laughs> we still haven't. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm just like, right now I'm in the forget social media phase, but I really can't be like that. But I want right. to be so bad. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so much alike we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this close to just being like, I'm done with it. Just got to turn off my internet. <laughs> Even though I know I never really will. I'm always sure. scrolling on something. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. But it was so nice that he reached out and he was you know, I liked his story, like told me what it was about. And I'm all about representation and diversity. And I will like being Afro-Latina, I always wanted to work on something that was closer to my mother's side. She's Mexican. Uh, she grew up in Oaxaca, Mexico. Um, she moved to the Americas with her brothers and her mom. And she's just been kind of living here. Since I have family still in Mexico. And there's apparently still a cactus farm that has my name on it and I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) I need to go and figure out what that's about eventually but so it was really cool that he was like hey let's do a story about you know Quetzalcoatl the ancient you know rain the serpent and then this is like with Armania who is uh, Armania which is a really cool like funky character dear to my heart I really love like reading the first script and let me say he can write a hell of a script Uh, is it okay for me to say that oh yeah yeah. yeah. You could add yeah. more to it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> when I read Mickey's script, that's what sold me. It was very sincere. It was very kind. We talked things out. But when I read the script, I was like, this is the standard of script writing, working with writers. Because as a commission-based artist, a freelance artist for a time, I have done small scripts here and there, a page and things like that. And there are people who, in the nicest way possible, probably should read a couple more books. So... But in the nicest way possible. And it's like, we're all in different periods of growth. So, you know, I was at a different spot in my expectation. And Mickey hit that. I was like, this is a really well-written script. You had an understanding of sequential art, which is hard. As a sequential artist, it's really hard to get a comic to flow perfectly with the dialogue, what's going on with the scenes. And I love the way he explained it. I am a very, obviously, visual person. And this way, the way he described panels, was li- it was like, wow, you are so literally my niche of comic writers. I'm happy to do whatever work we can do together. I'm not about to let this up. 
<laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that cool. <laughs> I've never heard her talk about me like that. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every word never that came out of her mouth, you just seem to be glowing more yeah. and more. <laughs> But yeah, um, uh, for 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 Sam and I, it was really important to. We, I I remember at the moment we were sending each other back and forth like comic art that was from professional artists, and we were like, "What do we like about this? What don't we like about this?" And mostly, what we did like about it, we're like, "Oh, this is obviously a man drawing women." Mm-hmm. And so we were like, "Okay, we need a we need a women we need women drawing women." Got it. Like like that's if it's just like like imagine if it's just like three three guys trying to figure out how this woman works through her life with it's it's sort of it's sort of strange because we don't understand that sort of on on like an emotional level and we don't understand that like in how to put together a sequence like an, an a page of just artwork where it would be uh, relatable sure. to, in, a, in a sense and so like there's, there's always going to be that disconnect and so we wanted it to be a woman to also sort of call us out on some shit that we were let that we would write and then, and then and then be like oh i don't i don't i don't i don't think that i don't think that's gonna work <laughs> and then be like oh, okay you know what you're right <laughs> i did enjoy the creative freedom that you gave me always that's always a big important thing to me is letting me being able to just kind of put my style and touch in places wasn't as restrictive. I loved the that you did the panel layouts. But what I really enjoyed was the implication of uh, adding characters. You, you know, it's like you had ideas of the skin tone for some characters, but you weren't opposed to some ideas that I mixed in. And that's always important as a duo, like talking, communication, mm-hmm. and letting each other, telling each other, like, hey, maybe this could work or maybe we can do this. Um, a little uh, insert, and I've always wanted to tell you this, and I probably already did, Mickey, but... In the first chapter, there is a spat between the Hermania's mother and herself. Related so hard to that. I don't know if you can tell I put my soul into that. Me and my mom had the same personality, so we were just like, ah, ah, at each other sometimes. <laughs> Especially as a teenager, I was a, whew, <laughs> I was a handful. Oh, so when all? I had to draw that scene, I was like, oh. I got the reference for that. I got you. I know exactly. <laughs> I know how this. That was like out. the first thing you ever drew, right? That was like it the was. first. That was like essentially the first thing that was drawn, that wasn't the cover. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sample comic page. I was like, wow. Hand me myself on a platter. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and there's like there's some interesting things of like, oh, we want a, a supermarket. We want her to be standing in front of a supermarket, but just like not like a Mexican supermarket. And it's like, I don't know how else to say that. And I don't know how to describe it. I can send pictures. And she's like, no, it's okay. I got it. (laughs) I was like, okay, thank you. I didn't know what to look up. So this volume one is a collection of issues that have been out already, correct? Or no? Oh, no. um, We have the first issue out and it's in, it's in some, some comic stores and it's in some uh, different people's hands like uh we went to cons and stuff but Mm -hmm. uh we this is uh it will be a collection of issues one through five and so issues two three four and five we haven't made yet okay oh we they're they're written um not all of them but they're they're written there's arcs to it but um we haven't like actually put together the issues yet even better so that's what we're raising money for yeah very good. Very good. So tell us about the Kickstarter then. What For people who go over and back the project, what uh, kind of rewards are they looking at? What can they expect? Sure. So we have a, we have really, I think we have really fun rewards. I, uh, I sort of based it off of a bunch of 
Kickstarters that I love and Kickstarters that I've backed in the past. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, what 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 did I love about those and what did I love what did I get from those that I really dug? And so we, we it goes from like sticker packs to like just purely like digital things. So we have like a digital uh, poster, digital wallpaper, uh, full like a, a full digital copy of the whole volume. We nice. have uh, buttons. We have the physical, which would be like a trade. So it would come out as like a trade paperback nice. of just five of just the, all the five issues. We we have this cool thing because Anna Anna goes to cons a lot. She sells a lot of her own art, and so I've seen a lot of them, and I've seen a lot of how she sells them. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like I want an acrylic charm of <laughs> of this, and so we talked about that event. So the, that's one of the that's one of the 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 the, the rewards reward. that you can get. You can get a a really cool acrylic charm. Uh, we cool. have a special retail tier since um, I went to a bunch of cons and I was. Uh, right, the day this started, I was at an expo. Uh, so like the so I was like handing out like postcards and stuff, and I was like I asked people more. I was more there just just to get information of like what do you guys look for? And this one woman who owns a comic book store was like, oh, I look for retail tiers. So if there, is there is there a tier where I can get like five copies of the volume for like a percentage off? Like you you know like deals you would make for okay, stores. Like, sure, sure. And so the store backs your Kickstarter. And so if you get it, the store will will include it in their uh, in their in their store when they're in their on their shelf. Which is I've never cool. heard of that before. That's pretty interesting. I've seen it. I had never heard of it either. It's a good idea. I never heard of it. And people yeah. that end up seeing it when it's in, at the yeah. store, if, even if they don't buy it, they're gonna more than likely are gonna pick it up and flip yeah. through it a little bit. That is a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So there's a retail tier. If you, if anyone knows anyone who who is owns a store looking for stuff. Yeah, after that, that there there have been like two more people who've been who I've reached out to and be like, hey, we had a retail tier, and then they're like, oh, cool, and they back it, so that's fun. Wow, that's um, a great idea. Oh, yeah. and as for as for Anna, we have a digital sketch card, so she, Anna will draw a digital sketch of you as a character in the comic. Oh wow! Like oh, kind boy. of in the same style, and she has a very particular style, so so it's it, you know where it's from. That's uh, and then we have a the, the pledge for a hundred dollars is everything, but uh, you also get to be in the graphic novel with dialogue, so Ooh. it's your character from the sketch card in the in the graphic novel. Total immersion. That's what we we're waiting for. That Total immersion. Still. Yeah, I love <laughs> having a reference for the random characters in the background because I'll fill up a bag. I will, and you can ask Mickey. Sometimes I will go. <laughs> I do a little too much detail with a lot of the the words in the backgrounds. Backgrounds aren't my favorite thing in the world, <laughs> but I cannot stand a blank background. And there are comics that can do it, and they do it well because that's the style and that's like a it speaks for itself. It's a part of storytelling. True. But I, in my head, I'm like, well, I gotta make a background, and it's like I need every detail I can possibly put into it, and so. <laughs> I like to put detailing to characters too. So this sure. one person in the background, you have a backstory now. You're on the way to the store to feed your kids because you last minute forgot dinner and wanted to make spaghetti. You want to make spaghetti? Completely forgot to get the meat out the fridge. That's who you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that tier is all like that tier is actually a little bit like personally for me, my favorite, because it's like you person, your name, you I now have a reference, you're in the comic. 
That's awesome. So, and is there a limit on how many of those tiers are being sold? Because I mean, like, what if, like, say, what if, like, nine people got the hundred dollar tier? Tier, for example, are you then responsible for well, uh, putting nine uh, well, people in the book? Well, right now we have we have a, a tier above the, the hundred dollars, which is like a producer tier, mm-hmm. which is essentially just uh, you have your name in front of the book as a producer. Uh, oh, okay. There's eight of those. There's eight of those, and there's four be in the graphic novel. So right now we're responsible for twelve. I see. So yeah. the, there's not. So there's essentially not a limit. I, I, I didn't really put a limit on it. So I, I, I want people to be included as much as possible. And we, we, ha- we have a lot of room. We have a lot of space for, for, like, for where these characters could go. That's fun. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the Candir podcast will be in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> oh, well, very good, guys. This looks really cool. Encourage people to check it out. We're going to have links uh attached to this episode and on our social media to help take people over there but aside from the kickstarter page where else should people be uh directed to check out more about you guys and about this project i mean i want to mention our comiXology you can find us on you can find get to quattle the first issue digital copy on comiXology i don't know exactly how that would read would it be comiXology.com slash get to quattle or would it be oh, the, the comiXology links are all broken because amazon bought it and changed it Oh, so now oh, you just have snap. to search it. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the link is. And all the links on our and all the links that we had on our socials and pages and stuff, then none of them work. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Well, well, then you said that Amazon bought it. Oh, oh, Amazon bought Comixology. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they like. I think they already owned it, but I think something happened. They just took completely took over it. Thanks, they integrated it into their yeah. Amazon store. <laughs> wow. Well, um, get to Quattle, uh Facebook page, Freakish Films. Maybe yeah. you can talk about that one. I, I I own a distribution company called Freakish Films. It's at freakishfilms.com. We distribute uh, different films and stuff. Right, right now, it's a little under, the, the website is a little under construction because we had to. Amazon uh, we, didn't our, buy that our contracts too, did it? ran out, so we had to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That would be nice, though, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, does, it does have a nice ring to it. <laughs> I also do other comics on the side. You can find me at Midnight Designs um, on all my socials. I even have a shop where I sell charms, stickers, prints, even cancel quarter prints because, you know, Mickey's awesome at uh, shop.midnightdesigns.com. But, I mean, honestly, my socials, all my art is free. It's all about just spreading diversity, love, comfort, representation, so... You can find me there. And that midnight is spelled a little differently, correct? Oh, it is. Yes. I feel so bad because it's like, I've had that name for years. It's M-I-D-D-N-I-T-E. So, there we mid- go. yeah, <laughs> Midnight Designs. Well, we'll have it spelled out for people in the yeah. post to there because, yeah, I, I think when I went to find it first after you told me that, I, I had it wrong too. <laughs> I was just having some, but we got there and liked what we saw on there, but Mickey, Anna, thank you guys so much for taking time to be here, talk with us about the book, hang out, and best of luck to you guys, though it looks like you may not need it. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. It's really appreciated. Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Go to candarepodcast.com where you can listen, like, subscribe, follow, buy some merch, become a patron, watch some YouTube videos, see all the guests we've had on the show, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contact page. And you can find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And just like Jack was saying, CandarePodcast.com has that Patreon button and a merch button. 
two different ways that you can support us and get a little bit back at said support. Uh, Randy. And don't forget, evergreenpodcast.com. Yep. Uh, the network we're so very proud to be a part of. And uh, that relationship just keeps getting better, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're Seemingly. so excited for the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, evergreenpodcast.com. Anything else, gentlemen? Or is that it? That's it. That's I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I'm Mickey Martinez. And I'm Anna Maria Richardson. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening and be excellent to each other. So I'm running away from home. Where are you gonna go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. This has been a Candare production. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.